0: Welcome to On The Mic Podcast. This is your host, Tim Drake. Today's episode is the CBS Emmy FYC coverage. Austin and I went over to the CBS lot here in Studio City uh, to be able to cover all of their upcoming Emmy campaigns. Uh, There was a lot of great people at this event, people from The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, The Late Late Show with James Corden, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, Star Trek Discovery, just to name a few. Uh, It was a lot of fun. So this was our first Emmy campaign that we were able to sit down and cover. Uh, We still have some more coming up, albeit some of the Universal Television ones Uh, for The Good Place, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I'm really excited to check out those. Uh, But yeah, this is our first one that we were able to cover. A lot of great things going on here. Uh, You know, basically what these events are, FYC stands for four-year consideration. And every major network, even the small networks, any cable network, they basically take all of their shows and put them up for their consideration for voting members of the Television Academy to hopefully get them an Emmy nomination. So this is basically a bunch of people that sit down and say, hey, this is everything we went through to make our show and kind of making their case of, you know, this is, you know, we're we're, we're the best show to vote for and these are the reasons why. So Austin and I talk about a lot of the things that we learned there. Uh, one of the shows that I don't think either of us had watched that definitely intrigued me afterwards was American Vandal. So I am so excited to start watching that show. Uh, that was actually the one we started off talking about because we were still both very intrigued uh, by that show. Uh, this episode's very short uh, because Austin and I were... We were literally sitting at Warner Brothers uh, because we have been bouncing back and forth between studio lots. Austin also had to as soon as we got over to Warner Brothers, we did a little bit over there and then Austin had to leave early because he had to drive back to Salt Lake City because he's starring in a movie there right now. So you'll hear our episode next week of that coverage of the AT&T Shape event at Warner Brothers, uh, where Austin actually had to phone in for this episode uh, since he is currently on set. Uh, yeah, we wanted to make sure that we were still able to recap that. Uh, and of course, we are currently at E3 as well, uh, and you'll be able to hear our coverage of that. My wife's actually going to be on that episode, so that's something that's, uh, that's a little bit new. Um, I don't know what that noise is that you're hearing all of a sudden. So I think that uh, somebody above me just like had a rocket toilet flush. Um, Yeah, that's really, really weird. So hopefully that's not uh, compromising this audio too much. I guess we'll find out when I go to mix this later on. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. A little bit of an inside look of what an Emmy campaign looks like uh, for CBS. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Make sure to mark your calendars July 19th if you are in San Diego for San Diego Comic-Con. We will be there bringing on the mic back for our fourth year in a row. Some great guests to be announced. So stay tuned for that. Hope you guys enjoy this episode of the CBS Emmy FYC. Enjoy the episode. Yet another episode that there. starts with you making just some random ass noise. I mean, it's it's not you eating something, but it's still no, over- that was like it, it's like you you know you know as soon as I've hit record that now it is time. It's involuntary. Yeah, I it, really don't like.
1: I think it's. The I'm off- going to
0: make a weird. No- I just like <laughs> we're recording. Uh, I don't know. Just I, I think it's noise. the awkwardness of you easing into it. Uh huh. Like one uh-huh. of these times, I just want to come on set when you're like right before the director calls action. <laughs> when they're just like set, camera rolling, sound speed, and then there's there's got to be a moment where you're just like mm-hmm, action. Just, mm-hmm. oh, it's, I, it, I like need a, an orange to eat. <laughs> it's just like a full Tina noise. <laughs> <laughs> Tina, what are you doing? Stop it, Tata
1: <laughs> Just turn the car right or left, Tina.
0: So it, it's been a, it's been a busy uh, busy. Week for us, to say the least.
1: Yeah, busy in different ways than normal busy. Yeah. Because I haven't driven at all, I don't think, yeah. this entire week. Yeah, you... <laughs> <laughs> I haven't made money at all
0: this week. <laughs> so, but we... Well, I mean, you have, because you've been doing art. Been drawing. You, you've yeah. been doing some commissions. Yeah, I've been drawing. Uh, I'm
1: getting ready to finish a cool piece that... Uh, this picture of Greg that he took on... It's on Facebook, it's on Instagram. Very nice. He has like a, I don't even know what it is. Well, at first I didn't know at all what it was. I was like, this picture looks cool. It's like this mask thing over his head, and he's kind of like, like he's pulling on it, and there's uh, he's like, I don't know, doing some sort of in shock horror, like gaping face. And uh, this sounds really strange to explain. But, anyways, you'd have to see it. And, uh, anyways, it looks really cool. And I was like, I want to draw this. And then uh, I was telling my girlfriend, Ashley, about it. And she's like, oh, that picture? She's like, yeah, I took that. And I was like, oh, really? And she's like, <laughs> she, she's like yeah, it was like a popped balloon thing or something. Like a yeah oversized balloon. <clears throat> but Greg it's just stuck a big condom. <laughs> it's a giant magnum condom Greg decided to put over his face. <laughs> uh, anyways, I'm drawing that. That's going to be done probably the next
0: few days. I'll go crank that out once I get back to Salt Lake. Um but but then we had uh the episode that just released uh with Jonathan uh Jonathan Giles who was fantastic to talk to. Yeah, Jonathan's cool. Yeah, he 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 was great. Somebody had worked with that at Nerdmelt. Um and then uh, just yesterday or 2 days ago, uh, we were over at uh, CBS for the Emmy for your considerations, which is what this episode is. Yeah, it was all the way in, in New York. York. Yeah, it was all the way in New York. So I'd sent my mom a picture of New York Street uh, at the CBS lot here in uh, in, in Studio City, and it, I mean they've shot a ton of Seinfeld on that lot. They use it for Brooklyn Nine Nine. It's always sunny. Has uh, used some of it, um, but yeah, just here in Los Angeles. And so I'd sent my mom a picture of kind of everything going on. She's like, "Wait, you're in you're back in New York right now?" And I was like, "No, no, no. It, it's called New York Street. Every lot has a New York Street." <laughs> <laughs> So it, was, it, was, it was kind of funny to what dis- episodes of It's Always Sunny use that I couldn't even begin to tell you no. which ones they redecorate it to look like Philadelphia oh they just redecorate it yeah that—that that, that, they can make that look like old England So you'd be, you'd be. That's why I keep telling you you need to come on some of these studio tours and stuff, because you'll see, like, it'll blow your mind. I mean, it's where we're actually recording this, uh, Warner Brothers. So we've got an event uh, for the next couple days. I'll only be here for the for the two days, because you've got to go back to Salt Lake to film. Is it only today and tomorrow? No, it's two days. Yeah, two days. (laughs) They said the next couple of days. Couples two days. Is it? A couple by definition is two days. Oh, I guess that's true. I'm, th- I'm thinking few. I'm, thinking yeah. where, I'm <laughs> so, like, a few days, like, isn't it
1: only today and tomorrow? So what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> it's early, all right?
0: <laughs> yeah, for the next the next two days, uh, we'll be at Warner Brothers. At least I'll be at Warner Brothers, because you're going back to Salt Lake to start a movie. Ooh. So. I am uh, the romantic interest. <laughs> but. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll be doing kind of a unique episode with that, uh, covering everything this AT&T Shape event here at Warner Brothers. Um, but first, we wanted to make sure that we got covered. Uh, the CBS Emmy for your consideration uh, it was both of our first like big studio Emmy event. So it, it was pretty cool. Uh, it was there, like I said, at the CBS uh, lot uh, in Studio City. Uh, we're, we, we were there earlier this year uh, for an Oscar party. Oscar viewing party that was uh was a good time yeah. uh, they, i i was just giddy to find the seinfeld stage yeah uh, when we were there the first time we uh, walked
1: around for half an hour trying to find it
0: yeah because uh, everything had wrong information <laughs> someone out there is like i'm going to fuck with everybody who tries to find the seinfeld lot and the worst part of it is is it was like right as we had walked in and we oh, just noticed it was notice right it. there it was the first <laughs> one the very first fucking stage uh but yeah, so, so we, we uh, went over for this. where They're basically looking, um, and it's it kind of different because it wasn't like all of your um, CBS sitcoms. So they do a different four-year consideration. Right now, it's just such a hot Emmy uh, time in the city. Everybody's doing four-year consideration events. I'll oh, be yeah. over at UCB all throughout the month of June uh, for those, for The Good Place, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, There's uh, like Unbreakable band- Kimmy Schmidt.
1: up and down every single yeah. street.
0: Yeah, they're they're all over Disney. Uh, ABC's doing all of theirs over at Disney tomorrow, but I'll be here at Warner Brothers. So, do networks do they other than getting I guess the prestige
1: of winning an Emmy, do they like get anything out of like any of this campaigning other than
0: like like if they win? I mean, it's going to generate bigger advertisers. So, you're generating more money if you've got you know, so many Emmy winning shows. If yeah. NBC has, you know, all these pay, Emmy winners, pay higher for right.
1: their ads and, and whatnot. I see. Yeah. Like, so, how how are they making their money back on all of
0: this? Yeah. So it it comes it comes down to to advertising. So, um, but yeah, at, at the event we had, uh, you know, a ton of people. Um, from, uh, we we had uh, Chris Light from uh, the Late Show with Stephen Colbert, um, Eileen Brush McKenna and Rachel Bloom, uh, from Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Aaron Harberts and Gretchen J. Berg from Star Trek Discovery um, Jenny Jenny Snyder Ehrman from Jane the Virgin uh, Tim Mancinelli and Adam Abransom, uh from The Late Late Show with James Corden uh, Bertrand Van Munster and Elise uh, Doganary uh, from The Amazing Race I probably just butchered both of their names uh, but I remember he, he was the one that you you uh, during their, their entire thing you were just like oh he's kind of like a, a poor man's Christopher Walken I didn't say poor man's, I said he's like a, he kind of looked Greek to me. Oh, yeah. I was like, he's the Greek Christopher Walken. Oh, the Greek, for some reason in my head, you went, I went to the poor man's Christopher Walken, but the Greek, <laughs> yeah, he, 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 he very just much talked. He kind of and he had that, case, that yeah. Chris, it wasn't quite so Christopher
1: Walken, yeah. it wasn't like that bad, but it was like everything kind of had that same
0: cadence and like it was really strange but when I noticed when when I noticed his name was Bertram Van uh, Bertram Van Munster who I mean he's the executive producer showrunner of the Amazing Race (laughs) Race. but I was just like that 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 name suits his person I mean he he had like a full like scarf and yes Van Munster yes yes Uh, and then uh, Dan Peral Dan Lagana and Tony Ascenda from American Vandal was all moderated uh, by Kelty Knight from Entertainment Weekly. Uh it, overall it was a really cool uh, yeah, cool event. Uh like American Vandal is a show that I knew nothing about. So going into I, this? Going into it, I I knew nothing about American Vandal. Oh, really? I would always see it pop up on my Netflix. I didn't even realize that like the uh the outline on their board was a giant dick. Oh so, yeah. <laughs> I know. As soon as I said that and I looked at like the big blown up poster that was next to him was like Oh, there's a big dick on there. I never noticed that. But hearing them talk about the story and their love for true crime and how even though it's, it's a comedy, but it's not a comedy and it's still a mystery. And just like their entire process. That was a show that I was like, I've never watched this show. I was intrigued, but I don't know that I necessarily was ever going to watch it. Now it's on my like I have to watch this show. Yeah, like, I, want, I want to <laughs> check it out. I think it sounds hilarious. I I was in, incredibly intrigued. It's a by really it. good idea because yeah.
1: you can run that for a, a pretty long time. There's a you know there's always new material to right. make these crime documentaries a mockumentary on. Um. So yeah, I'm excited to see what they have in the future too. Yeah, I because I, I this is when I was going and ordering food over at the trucks. Were they? Cause I didn't hear everything that they were saying. Um. Do they say like each season's completely unrelated to other seasons? I didn't
0: I honestly didn't catch that part. I I, I was I think I had to look up on at that point, I was like, where the hell did Austin go? But I just know that they're working <laughs> on season two. There. But it does sound like they're all kinda of unique stories. So okay. I don't I don't believe that they're going to tie one into the other. So but yeah, that that was <laughs> That would be kinda of
1: funny though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like just the rant like season three, they're like, Oh, Leads full circle back to the penises you yeah, know, and all that. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. Like
0: all these crime rings that are like interlinked. Crime cock rings.
1: Cock rings, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah there we go. But yeah, it, it, it was a cool time. Uh, uh, Chris from um, from The Late Show, Stephen Colbert. It was really cool. To, I mean, I, I'm i a huge fan of Colbert. I've been to the show in New York. I've, I've even got to ask Colbert a question while we were there. Uh, that if you go back to some of our New York episodes, you'll hear the story about that. I don't feel like retelling that, nor does anybody need to hear it again. But I actually think I even told it on Jonathan's episode, now that I think about it. Because Jonathan talked about uh, advice I that know. I had got from Colbert and Seth Myers.
1: You maybe talked about that, but you didn't, like, go into it like, Yeah, I didn't really go into the of...
0: story and whatnot. Yeah, I just, I touched on it quickly, but... But you should tell me right now. No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but... Yeah, I mean, kind of, kind of hearing some of the process that they go through, kind of behind the scenes, um, you know, when making the Late Show, of Stephen Colbert, and you know, so, some of the different episodes that they've had, like when Colbert goes to Russia, and you know, they they rent the hotel that Trump's PP tape took place in, allegedly, and uh, I mean, it, just so many of the things that that they that they told he, us he jumped up and down on yeah, the bed, he, yeah, he he <laughs> jumped up and down on the PP bed. Uh, yeah, I mean it was just, it, it was amazing, and and uh, hearing about the guy that like this American guy that was in a suit that just kind of kept appearing everywhere they were yeah, filming, like,
1: we're filming here, and we see this kind of mysterious looking dude. I mean, there's people following us everywhere, and uh, but we see this guy in a suit, move on to a different place, some this same guy with a suit, and then by the, the third, fourth, fifth place, they're like, all right,
0: what, who the hell is this? Yeah, guy? So security goes up, and they're just like. You know who? Who are you? And and his response was, "I work for Trump. <laughs> like not Total even I, not like fucking... I work for the government or anything like that. I work for Trump. Like yeah, it was just it, it was hilarious that there <laughs> that some one of those goons like is like, out, like following around this comedian it's like in Russia out
1: of a movie. Like he's
0: totally the goon, you <laughs> yeah. know, who
1: just gets like wasted like the first round." It was
0: probably the same guy that, like, threatened Stormy Daniels or something
1: like that. I work for Trump. I picture him saying it kind of like how Matt Damon says his own name in Team America.
0: (laughs) And what was your name? Matt Damon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're like, okay, you work for Trump. You're you're, you're clearly not Matt Damon. Matt Damon. (laughs) Matt
1: Damon. (laughs) That was so funny. Fucking funny! I wish they made another Team America. I do too. I, 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 I know they surpri- hated it, but I
0: wouldn't be surprised if they do come up with something like that. It was so funny. I think then again, then again, I don't think they will because they hate the current political climate because it's it's hurting comedy, as they've put it.
1: It is. I feel like everyone's writing the
0: best political. They're all comedy. writing the exact same jokes over and over again. No, it's true. The, like everyone is pretty much making the same like jokes. Trey, I think it was Trey Parker that talked about the fact that. Since South Park, they make everything the week of. Uh Uh-huh. That they were writing jokes, they would have it ready to go, and then Trump would actually do it. And so it just became the fact that it was no longer funny. They were just Mm -hmm. writing the news. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah. By that point, it's regurgitated
1: regurgitation, and it's like... Yeah, when
0: somebody's such a a broken character, like, as it is, like... When your president's that broken, it does make it difficult. <laughs>
1: <laughs> God damn it, he he keeps doing all the stupid yeah. shit we write. <laughs> but, uh,
0: but, yeah, it, it was really cool to hear their take. Uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, it's a show that you haven't watched. I've only seen a couple episodes, but I fucking adore Rachel Bloom. Uh, you know, her, her story of even getting the show picked up, you know, four-plus years ago. You know, she she's one of the hardest workers she is you know still fairly fresh in the in the industry I mean after the first season she won the Golden Globe uh, oh really yeah she she won the, she won the Golden Globe uh, first season and you know that that I think really helped lift it up but I mean it's a it's a musical comedy it, it's just fucking genius I again I just adore Rachel Bloom I and mean, she was hilarious she was yeah, absolutely hilarious and Aline Bosch McKenna that was there with her um, who's one of the other producers and showrunners You know, same same thing. They they have such a great chemistry, which really goes to show a lot of how that show, you know, builds such great characters and such great chemistry. um, When you've got two of the head people that mesh so well together, as well. I think that's just the case for any successful show. Yeah, Yeah. any you
1: can't you can have probably a, a pretty solid medium range of a show if you people didn't have chemistry but everyone's just really good and talented but if you get people who i would say are even let's say mediocre in everything they do but they have like amazing chemistry with each other everything is so much more fun and uh i i feel successful you know but usually you get you get casts who if a cast if a show is cast really well and then, like, that cast is just meshing with whoever's producing, directing, the studio executives. Everything rolls smoothly, you know. And, I mean, obviously there's always going to be bumps and whatnot along the yeah. way. but um, yeah, that, That's just part it, of the business. If you uh, don't have bumps, uh, it would be weird. That would be unrealistic. Um, but it's a matter of if you have good chemistry, then those things go, those bumps are smooth. Um, like, you know, i am I think we mentioned last time or the time before that I I'm like finally starting to crank through friends. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. You know, that show. I mean, if you take out one of those actors and put somebody else in it, it's a totally different show. You know, oh, absolutely. That that cast is the show. But I mean, you have to always credit the writers for that.
0: Um, It's weird to mention friends and we're. Quite literally, sitting like a hundred yards away. True. Yeah. From, from, the, right from the from the Friends soundstage. <laughs> not New York, sorry. Yeah. Anybody that thinks that Friends was ever filmed in New York, it it wasn't. It was filmed at Warner in Brothers, Los Angeles. Yeah. At two, the, the even the fountain. You can take the tour in New York, and there's some jackass will be like, "This is the fountain from Friends." It's not. It's at the Warner Brothers Ranch up the street from Warner Brothers Studios. Uh, your mom, you had to explain that to your mom who thought she had yeah. seen the, the fountain. Well, and for a second I was like, well, I don't know, maybe they, like,
1: filmed the fountain stuff here. Because you told me that they would filmed it here. And then I saw the fountain I was like, oh, yeah, that's the fountain from Friends. And then uh, when I looked it up on, on the Googles and I saw a picture of the one in New York, I was like, I can see how people would think this is it. It looks really similar. Um, but when you see, like, everything in the background of the uh intro montage and whatnot you can the random them. buildings yeah. in the background not central park that is not at all <laughs> new york that is straight up warner brothers um so yeah it's whoever's touring new york beware of the the liars they don't know
0: the, the only the only few things that you might see from friends is I, like the exteriors the x ex- oh, and only a couple of exteriors with that the exterior from like their apartment uh, were shot there, and then of course there's any random ass like here's New York, like yeah, yeah, yeah like e- e- even Seinfeld's apartment was actually in Koreatown here in Los Angeles. Oh, it is. Yeah, the exterior for that Koreatown, the exterior for uh, uh Patty's Pub, and it's always sunny here in Los Angeles. Yep. Oh, and yeah, we got to see it's always sunny's lot, which was yeah, yeah, yeah. We awesome. we saw their stage, and God, we wanted show. to just kind of wander through because they were building some new sets, and we just kind of wanted to wander and just be like, don't worry, we're here for. We're with the show. <laughs> I think I brought it up at some point, but I think it'd be hilarious if,
1: if somehow, some way, in a dream scenario, uh, we got the job interviews picked up and we're running that. Um, if we had an episode where like Adam's trying to get a job and he comes back and he's like super pumped. And they're like, where did where'd you apply? And he's like, this bar, you know, it's. So you apply at Patty's pub. Yeah, it's a Patty's <laughs> pub, and then they like have an episode that's like a crossover to them at the the bar, and it's like this <laughs> fucking shit show. <laughs> I, I I I would like that. I except except
0: our easy. show doesn't take place in Philadelphia, no, but, but it, that's all the.
1: Yeah, it doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> you you took a long distance trip. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> they they said they'd move me out. They'd pay for my uh, my travel, my lodging. <laughs> I just have to do what they called Charlie work. I'm not sure what that is. <laughs> they gave me a rat bat. They gave uh, me a bat. Yeah, they call it, they called it a rat bat. So I'm, i think they're just pranking me because you know it's like my first day. <laughs> there's so, a lot of material you could go. Yeah, with. there's a, there's a bunch we could do there. So
0: and 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 the Brooklyn Nine Nine uh, stage. So which I couldn't help but just run up and be like Nine Nine. <laughs> <laughs> Um, But some of the other shows, uh, Aaron Harberts and uh, Gretchen Berg from Star Trek Discovery. Uh, The first season, I know you haven't seen any of it. Um, I'm excited that we have all the Emmy screeners now to watch so I can finish it because I only saw the first few episodes. Um, And then I saw the pilot of it at uh, San Diego Comic-Con last year. They debuted the pilot there. And I mean, the crowd fucking loved it. It's a fantastic show. And they did a good job talking about, you know, how they've been able to kind of keep it true to the original Star Trek um, while still making it their own and keeping up with a lot of the social commentary. um, Because whether people realize it or not, Star Trek has always kept very true to social commentary. So about the current things going on today, and Star Trek Discovery didn't fall short of that at all. So and and it was it was a fantastic show with the episodes I've seen. I'm excited to see what they do with season two, and I just really hope they bring back their after show after Trek as well, because it's hosted by the, the lovely Matt Myra. So and and Matt Matt's amazing. Most people probably know him from the ID10T podcast, formerly the Nerdist podcast. Uh, but he also he has Dor- uh, Matt and Dory's excellent adventure, his and his wife's podcast about their. IVF struggles, and uh, of course, talk salad and scramble eggs. His Fraser podcast that he does with Kevin Smith, James Bonding. Matt's amazing. So yeah, I, I I think, and he also writes for the Goldbergs. I should probably say that as well. So he, you can actually hear Matt for a little bit on one of the last episodes that I that I had up with the uh, the Nerd Melt episode. Matt's uh, Matt's on there throughout it. So he was he was fun to talk to. Um, but yeah, he 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 hosts the after after Trek show. So I, I look forward to season two of that. Um, Jane the Virgin, uh, uh, Jenny Ehrman, who uh, came out and talked about that. It was it was cool talking about um, you know kind of her relationship with the show and and touching on such sensitive issues that people have there, whether it's abortion or um, you know I mean that's kind of the key one she kind of talked about. But it was it was cool. It's a show that neither of us have watched. No,
1: I, I I've been. God, there's so many shows. There's so I, many I, shows now. I don't know how it's possible. Yeah,
0: I mean, I feel like I stay on the pulse pretty well. And then there's so many of these shows that I'm still just I like, mean, how, but I got this yeah, to like. I
1: network get... television was competitive before streaming. Now I'm like, there's everybody has eight running shows, Netflix yeah. has like 30. And and the worst part is so many of them are so fucking good. That's, yeah, it's the terrible situation yeah. we're in.
0: <laughs> I, I, we can't watch all of these great shows. Yeah. I mean, we, we work in entertainment, so we we get the luxury of being able to watch them more than most people. But even then, we don't get to watch a lot of them.
1: It's just, yeah, I don't it me i i have to like sit down and actually watch it when i watch it i don't have you don't rain have man to, brain. not have yeah
0: yeah you always refer to it as my rain man brain because i can do like five things at the same time <laughs> tim can
1: well not just like have a show on while like you typing away on your laptop or something and also uh, probably something else um but then if i were to ask you what happened in this episode you'd be able to tell me <laughs> if that was me i'd be like
0: what oh this was playing Oh. That, that that just happened last night. Vanilla and I've been rewatching through a lot of Seinfeld because it just helps my brain uh, when I'm writing. Like somehow it gets the juices going. And Vanilla, it was the episode. Uh, well, you you haven't seen it, but it's not even a spoiler. Um, For what? Uh, but George, when George gets back together with Susan, and Vanilla just wasn't paying attention. She's like, wait, wait, I didn't see how they got back together. And I was just staring at my phone and just like straight up was just like. Oh, he came to a life realization that he decided he needed something more in his life, and he decided to get married. So he went to her house, knocked on the door, and just said, "Will you marry me?" She was just like, w- "What?" <laughs> like, <laughs> and yeah, so some somehow my somehow my brain just allows that Johnny, to work.
1: Johnny has this superpower as well. He his is more of like you'll be talking to him, and he'll be looking at his phone the whole time. And it's like, "All right, Johnny, are you fucking like listening to me, or are you just texting me on your phone?" Because he'll give you like the, "Uh huh, yeah." Oh, yeah, totally. Just like texting, and I'm like, it's
0: like like anytime I call my mom.
1: But then he'll be able to remember everything that you said, and you're like, what the fuck? You were not paying attention (laughs) at all. I watched you. And then he'll like know it, and you're like, all right, I mean, I guess you somehow did hear me. (laughs) So I can't be like mad, but it would be nice if you looked at
0: me while I was talking. So uh, the the last show, I mean, we've kind of touched on all these. The last show that uh, we really um, loved all, uh, hearing there uh, was Tim and Adam from the Late Late Show with James Corden. Uh, of course, I mean, late late night is my is my favorite thing. So I always, I mean, I I, I thrive for late night, and um, you know, hearing them talk about. James Corden's been lucky to have a lot of viral hits with Carpool Karaoke, Cross His Broadway on the Crosswalk, which I know you've seen the Beauty and the Beast one. Yeah, um, but yeah, kind of talking about how they go about that, explaining that yes, the uh, the crosswalk Broadway is very real. So and they have gotten trouble for stopping traffic before, and I mean I, I think that that's just so awesome, and that, that's what makes that show unique, and it kind of stands out from the pack of a lot of the a lot of the late night shows is because of the fact that. You know, it, it does something different than the others are doing. Yeah. So. I, I like that, uh, I where did they say it is? It was, like, Fairfax and... It's right in front of the big CBS uh, building that's there on Fairfax and... Uh, and they, they said Fairfax and Genesee, but, like, Fairfax and Beverly right there, I mean, where the giant CBS building is next to the mm-hmm. Grove... That's that's where they do it all at. But yeah, Fairfax and Genesee. So it slows down a little. It's not like right in the main giant intersection there. But yeah, it's just like right outside the studio gates.
1: Oh, nice. So yeah, I I just I want to be over be, there one of those it'd be times. Great to witness. You know, yeah.
0: Like... Okay, here we go. We see a lot of people dressed in theater costumes. James Corden's wearing a dress again. <laughs> <laughs> but he's beautiful. <laughs> But yeah, it, it it was a it was a good time for our first kind of studio uh, FYC event, and you know I look for I look forward to more of these. I'm really excited to do all of uh, well I shouldn't say all of but a majority of Universal Televisions um, later this month, and I'll we'll cover those in another episode. Um, with again, uh, I know I'm doing The Good Place, Brooklyn Nine Nine, and The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited for those. All the cast for all of those are going to be at those events, so I'm really excited about oh, that. Cool. Um, yeah, it, it'll it'll be a good time. Especially those are over at uh, UCB on Sunset, and so it's a small, it's a really small uh, studio, a really small uh, theater to be able to see you know that entire cast in. Um, yeah, it, it'll be cool. That's the nice thing with these two is they're very small events. So and uh, the food was great. So I yes, I, I had a matcha uh, donut. For those who don't know what matcha is, it's the powder that's made from uh, green tea. So or I guess that makes green tea. But, yeah, I I love matcha. It's cocaine. Yeah, it's green cocaine. Leprechaun cocaine. cocaine. But, yeah, matcha donut. And then uh, the Yeasty Boys were there, which was a food truck I saw on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I didn't realize it was real. And, uh, yeah, they were really good. We both got an everything bagel with the vegan uh, red bell pepper spread. It was
1: really good. Yeah, they, like, had a, uh, was it? No, it was just one one bagel. They had one bagel. Uh, it was like two bagels stacked on. That doesn't sound right. No, it's just it was just a, was just was a one bag- thick bagel. Yeah, a thick bagel. Ooh, thick big bagel. Sliced down the middle.
0: Hummus in the middle. That That's, that sounds like those people that have like the fetish for like sex with fat people.
1: Like, oh, I want a bagel. Yeah. I need a bagel in my life. I need a loaded bagel. I need a bagel boy. <laughs> <laughs> bagel boy, come here. And he just kind of like <laughs> skips in a little here. bit. <laughs> He would waddle in. I feel like he'd be a very, like, limber, plump man. Like me. Just, like, could, like, do really technical ballet into the room. Ah. You know? Like, yes. Just pirouetting and everything into the room. (laughs) 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 Just, like, spinning and spinning. Yes, 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 I'm here. (laughs) It is me, the bagel boy.
0: (laughs) i bring you bagel toys. <laughs> schmear for you, schmear for me, schmear for your whole family.
1: <laughs> I am the, the bagel, bagel boy. boy. That'll be our new musical, <laughs> The Bagel Boy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> bravo! Bravo! I applaud us. Uh- 'Cause nobody else is applauding. Exactly. Him. There's like <laughs> one
1: man across the parking lot and somehow hurt us. He's like
0: <laughs> yeah! yeah Bagel Boy Woo! I love it. <laughs> um but yeah, that that was you know, just a brief little recap of, of you know the CBS FYC. If you're a member of the television academy, you know, make sure that you are um going through, you know, and really really taking the time with these. You know, it, it, it kinda was a little disheartening to learn that, you know, during the Oscars that the uh, the members of the voting board don't actually have to watch everything. They can just kind of... Which is why, like... Watch a highlight reel of... They, they don't even have to watch that. They're so, just like, I like Tom Hanks. He wins. Yeah, well, I, I read that I some of Tom them, Facebook. like, with Get Out, were just like, eh, we get the gist. And didn't even watch it. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh I was like How? some of the things that are
1: nominated I totally believe that. I'm like yeah. This should not have been nominated, but yeah, whatever.
0: I, yeah, I I I don't get that at all. I mean, you're you're I mean, I get it, but at the same time I don't. Like it it's your one fucking job. Like come on. Literally, you just have to watch something. Yeah. So, but yeah, take, take your take the time to really enjoy these shows. There's so many great shows um, the that, that all of the networks are putting out, but CBS really gave us a great insight. Um, into all of these, I, per, I really Personally, per person of this year, at least in the stadium. late night uh, variety, I'm really rooting for uh, for Stephen Colbert. So well, it sounds like they're number one and yeah, they're, they're continually number one, but John Oliver keeps winning. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> so which I mean, last week tonight with John Oliver is a fantastic show. So it's understandable, but yeah, they are number one in on late night. It's one of those night. things where it's like
1: not, none of them can really do any wrong, you know? Like they're all
0: all the late night.
1: Yeah, people are phenomenal.
0: So, but yeah, the, like I think you were about to say how much you love the CBS Radford Studios. Oh yeah, I, yeah, it's just it's a cool studio. Yeah, it's uh, a, it's a great studio. I'll be back over there uh, tomorrow night, even for uh, an I'm, event with Rod, uh, Rod Roddenberry. I'm I'm yet to
1: go over to Universal and check out theirs, um, which I really That's want. It, the time will come. Oh, it'll it'll come. We'll get Universal up in this bitch.
0: Yeah. So well, we we better speaking of studio lots. We better. uh get out and about and uh head over head, head, head over I to I hear our, a to... bagel boy are coming. Ah. So, but yeah, we're as we as we look out over the
1: gorgeous Warner Brothers lot. It's finally fucking cleared up in LA, so it's not cloudy
0: and Yeah, all of our our depressing. June gloom that for some reason happened in May. It's great May. So, but yeah, we're 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 going to go uh to this event at Warner Brothers. We'll be covering that um in in an upcoming episode here. Um Austin's going to have to do a lot of that via phone though because like we said earlier you're leaving in a matter of hours back to Salt Lake to go film a movie So yep
1: it's funny you move out of state and then you go back to film
0: things yeah. <laughs> I just can't escape <laughs> not that I want to I like Salt Lake yeah so but yeah we're we're going to go have a good time and go putter around uh, the Warner Brothers lot and meet some people yep. so it should be a good time Adieu. I'll talk to you in Salt Lake I guess Yeah, I'll talk to you in Salt Lake as well. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Have a safe drive. Okay.